And ladies and gentlemen, we are back another edition of Keys to the City with the trio. I'm your host, Trevor Keys, alongside the big brother, T3, Ted Keys, and the Joseph Acquire. Guys, we have finally made the halfway point. But you can check out Keys to the City on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So subscribe, comment, like, or share. Like I said, we just got finally to the halfway point. I just got to say a couple things first. Because it got me frustrated last night. I had to I had to vent out my frustration to Joe last night because how the hell does the SB for the best MLB player? I know, I get it. He's a fascinating player and everybody's infatuated with him. But Shohei Otani was not the best player in baseball last year. I know Ted might think it, but there was a guy in the Big Apple that just broke the AL record that's been a long record overdue that hasn't been touched. And guess what? He doesn't win. Best player in baseball. Because, oh, the MVP of the AL, too, on top of it. And he still didn't win. It's, it's, it's funny. The infatuation we have nowadays. I told you. It's voted on by the fans, bro. Well, the fans are clueless nowadays. No, they're we not. Clueless. No, it's yeah. not. It's who the yeah. fans want. It's who we the fans clueless. want. I know, because everybody's infatuated, because they're all the kids no, now. Just oh, because, it's, listen, it's just because Judge won the MVP doesn't make him the best player. He is the best player. And this year points to it. As well for the, I know Joseph's looking like yeah, Ted, he, he doesn't agree. He doesn't agree. I got you. But this year as well points to the fact that Aaron. Don't forget Judge, we also don't forget we also have a moment where Judge has been hurt. If Judge was staying, Aaron Judge point, should still be in the top three for MVP. If Judge, in the if Judge was healthy, if Judge was healthy, I think he'd be up for consideration. But this is one of those kind of. Sorry, Mike Trout, you got pushed to the side, and Otani's going to be. Joe's been MVP. waiting to hear that day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I I think you guys kind of are both right on on this. Part of the problem is is ESPN. Well, also listen, all Joe, all social media, FS1. There's no non sports that doesn't jump on the Otani bandwagon. ESPN's the worst. Yes, to yes. me, they're the worst. I mean, they uh, but they do it with Pat, they do it with Mahomes, and I get it. Mahomes, is yes, incredible yes. Too, but I, Steph funny, Curry, I was say that. they do it with I Curry too, that, right? I mean, again, and I've said this before. Look, Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in football, no doubt about He's it. The best player in football is too, he I going think. to Canton? I think it's still a little early to make that determination. Joe, Joe, no, Joe, he's going to the Hall of Fame. He probably is, but he's also only been in the league for six years. I don't know anybody who's got six years worth of stats that's in in Canton. Is all I'm according saying, right? according to Colin Coward, Andrew Luck's going to the Hall of Fame too. Sure, yeah, because he's never wrong about anything. Look, there there's a certain degree of hype. Listen, not for nothing, but the SB they gave out last night was for last year. It's not up to the yeah. last second of the night. So you could say, hey, look, Otani's hitting uh, 300 this year. He's uh, got 30 homers at the break. He's looking great. Okay, but that's not what we're voting on. We were voting on what happened last year, and Trevor's right. Uh, the yep. best player in all of baseball was oh, Aaron sure. Judge. Absolutely. And I think to, to what Trevor was also saying, you see how bad the Yankees are right now without Aaron Judge. Uh, you were just saying, Ted, right, two and a half less runs per game when he's not in the lineup. That speaks to the tremendous value that that guy brings, not only with the home runs, 
and the great defense, but he's an on-base machine. He hit 311 last year. So again, it's not like and he's an incredible for any what he does in the field, too. We 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 compare him a lot to Giancarlo Stanton. He's clearly a much better player than Stanton was even in Stanton's prime, which was about five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um and 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 look, I like that Otani pitches. He's a pretty good pitcher. Uh would he be a better hitter and a better player if he wasn't pitching? Probably. Would the Angels be where they are if he was not pitching? Yes. Uh, they'd be in exactly the same spot, maybe maybe a little worse off, but but not much. So yeah. I don't think that they're getting any anything out of the uh, second part of Otani. I think it's all stats and hype. I feel like though, I feel like his impact though, and I know we're not trying to make this about the Tony Judge thing, but I feel like his impact is lost on the Angels. Feel like if he was on a different team, his impact would be felt in a in a greater. And I think Judge, and I think Judge's impact around baseball or franchise as a whole goes unnoticed too. I, I agree with that because I think. Judge being on the Yankees specifically makes Dude, don't his. You remember, value. they they come out of a huge series against the Dodgers. They win the series. They look like they're starting to heat up. Aaron Judge is playing out of his mind. The team's starting to feel, you know, gel itself. It seemed like, and look how awful it's been. And to make things more matter worse, three of the biggest stars of last night's home run derby are all represented in the AL East: Randy Orozarena, Adley Rushman. Ted, almost, he almost got me there. Almost got me there, but my boy Luis Robert Jr. And the winner, Vlad Guerrero Jr. But you know how great ESPN is? They said he was the second-born Cuban player. He's Dominican. Way to go, ESPN. Racist. Yeah, shit, shit happens. <laughs> to me, yeah, shit happens. But to <laughs> me, I, listen, I, 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 and last listen their brain was like a not Ferrari. Named Julio- not, oh, there it is. There it it is. Went too fast. I still so. have it. I still have the legendary. I have a brain like a Ferrari. I'll never get rid of that. That will forever be there. Yeah, but no, three of the biggest, like, three of the four biggest stars last night at home run derby were all in the AL East, and then Julio Rodriguez well, I mean, breaking the record most home runs in the home run record in the sense of one round. Yeah. Well, you also have a division which every team by all star break is above five hundred, which has never been done. The AL East has been great, but us Yankee fans. We're not happy. We are not satisfied, especially especially the way that the season or the first half of the season ended. Losing a series to the Cubs. Who I get it. They've they're they've been up and down this year. But you can't be losing a series like that. Just imagine being a Mets fan right now. But I'm not surprised. Being a Mets fan and being the New York Mets franchise, typical. That's why all you Jet fans. Oh my God. Give pump, it up. Pump, I don't want to hear about the- it. What's the matter with you? What are you? What are you? Are you? Are you an? You're an Aaron Rodgers homer. That's the thing. You love Aaron Rodgers. You think the Jets are clearly the best. We get it. I get it. We get it. No, I'm, no, I'm just pissed off fan. because just take pissed. put your LT Lavanian no. Tomlinson. No, your green I'm pissed Jet off jersey. because I had the Yankees, the Mets, the Cardinals, the Dodgers winning the divisions. <laughs> and I'm talking. And, and what's crazy is that yes, we talk about the Yankees and the Mets and how bad they've been and and. So inconsistent. There's other teams that have been just as disappointing. Deep, uh, the Mets, the Cardinals, the Cardinals. I thought I, I thought the Cardinals were going to be the NL Central winner. The Padres, the, the team that just forked over a billion dollars in all their players, and they're in the bottom. Thank God for the Colorado Rockies, the White Sox, the Mariners. But let's talk about the New York teams. Let's talk about it. because right now, both franchises to think where the Mets are. And to think where the Yankees are right now, I know everybody's like, oh, the Yankees are six games over 500. 
since when are the Yankees being six uh, over six five hundred? Is uh, give you a reason to be excited for the second half? You look at how bad it's been since Aaron Judge. We don't know when the big guy's coming back. We really do not know. We don't know if he's going to play this entire season. And if he doesn't, it's going to be a long second half. I think the drastic changes need to be made or something. I hey guys, I do want to say though, the Yankees are still going to make the playoffs. I'm not getting off that. They'll lose, but they'll get into the playoffs. Ted, when I hear Aaron Boone speak, when I hear him talk about every game, it really is reminiscent of the New York Giants two years ago in 2021. Oh my God, Joe right. Judge. Think about it. No, think about it. We just fired Dylan Lawson, the hitting coach. He's the scapegoat because the hitting's been so badly, so poorly. Jason but Garrett. we also got to think about it. The Giants got rid of Jason Garrett because how bad the offense was. They're got to get just look in the mirror, like I said, and say, there's a bigger problem. And you know what? The perfect song for this is, Ted. I hope you guys can hear this and it, you're going to love it because this is the type of team and what Aaron Boone I think of when he speaks. He's out of touch. He's out of touch. But I don't know if he's out of time. He's, he's out of touch. No, he has no no. Well, to, technically, depending on this contract, he still has time. But he is. It's the perfect song. It's the perfect song. He's out of touch. Just like listening to. It's like listening to Joe Judge, Joe. It's like listening to the. It's literally. <laughs> oh, we're getting better each week. Teams. Everybody wants to play here. It's like the New York Yankees with Aaron Boone. Oh, Glaber Torres. He, he hasn't had a lot of errors. Ted. Gleyber Torres, how many errors does he have? Nine, leading all second basemen in errors. He's out of touch with reality. This franchise and, and is his, out of it, touch with reality. His errors have cost the team games. We cost the, the other day. Sunday night, Sunday. Listen, whatever. We can bash the Boone thing and go into the Herman decision, whatever. I wanted to have Herman go in strong for the, you know, for the midseason report, the all-star break. He wanted his bullpen to get some work in. They supposedly the bullpen's the best in the league. I don't know how, but whatever. But so you take out Herman. Okay, whatever. He comes out for the seventh, one walk, you walk, take him out like a typical Aaron Boone decision. Analytics say you don't want the guy going through the third time to the lineup. But he's been dealing about, you know, God forbid a pitcher wants to work through a tough situation. Maybe yeah. get ready for the like the postseason, a situation to work through. But whatever he takes him out, first. brings Tommy Kalen, who's been really good. And we botched a double play. And then we get a base hit. Then we get a base hit. And then next thing you know, it's like it's a domino but that's, effect. But that's how and it yeah, starts. Exactly. You can blame, you can blame Boone, but if Glaber Torres and Joe did but you that's see the how it starts, Ted. You said the word domino effect. If he did, everything yeah, but, was everything but just was make meshing. The, just make the play. Make I the know, play but everything, listen, in the end but, of the inning. But everything was gelling. Everything was going smoothly. Yeah, and then they Herman was again, pitching. And, and then what does he again. do? He's thinking too much again. And he uses that A word but that we love to use. Analytics. Instead of, he's looking at second base instead of keeping his eyes down, focusing on the play and trying to get the guaranteed out at second. He gets the double play. We're not having this conversation. Yankees win. Don't you remember when we were watching the Dodgers game, the Aaron Judge game too, when they were up 5 nothing? They took out Cole. He was wheeling and dealing. He could have gone a complete game. And what does he do? He takes him out, and then they go on a three. They start hitting the crap out of him. This is the same no situation. No different than football, though, in fourth, fourth and three, fourth and one. Why are you going for it? You're in your own 40. 
Why didn't you why or when you're on their 40? Why didn't you try the field goal? Why didn't you go for it? Your offense is moving on. Nah, we wanted a punt. We wanted to pin them. We wanted to play defense. We were up six. They come down and score. It's like, ah, you they scored anyways. You should have just it's it, listen, when it works out, no one says shit. When it doesn't work out, everyone's got something to but it's been too about. much over the past five years. It's been the same situation well, here's for the thing. five if years. If DJ Lemayne was playing second base where he should be playing, he possibly fields that ball, like Joey says, and then we got to turn we turn a two. If you know, if Donaldson could hit the ball above two hundred, he's playing third, and DJ's playing second, and maybe Glaber's a DH because Stanton needed a day off, you know, because he doesn't have enough days off. I mean, here's the thing: score more than three runs a game, and you don't worry about that. I mean, I said, he scored six, he averaged six runs a game, almost 5.8 runs a game when Judge was in the lineup. Since he's been out, they're almost two and a half, three runs lower. So that's significant, bro. One run is like seven points in the NFL, I feel like. Maybe one and a half runs is like seven points because that's usually what baseball spreads are. One and a half when you look at it from a gambling's perspective. And then when you look at football, it's like six and a half. So maybe one and a half is the same as six and a half. But, you know, one's the other. You got to score runs, bro. Score 12 runs, who gives a shit? You know, you score two or three runs, every play becomes that much critical. And it's, and you know, when you're scoring six runs, Joe, I remember when we first started doing the show, remember like CC when we first started the show, CC was like giving up like four or five runs a game, but it didn't matter. The Yankees were scoring seven, eight runs. Yeah, no one cared. Know. No one knew his ERA was four, four, three. Because they're scoring seven. It was like, it was the craziest thing. Every time CC pitch, they give up four or five runs. Yankees score seven, eight, nine, ten. So, but Ted, how long ago was that? I mean, when we started the show, so exactly my point. Years? Every it's or been, five, and that's why years? I said no, I the word for the, the the perfect word, Joe, for this first half. I put a post on, and it's got a hell of a lot of feedback, and a lot of people, a, a lot of disappointing Yankee fans. I get it, but the word for me was typical, Joe. It was just the same. It's just the same old story. They also read the MLB in um, IL players are real quick. Typical. Correction, by the way, the Yanks are seven games over 500. Seven. 49 and 42? Break. Yes, sir. 49 and 42, yeah. which puts them for the second half on a pace of 39 and 32, which would be a record of 88 and 74. I don't That's love it. Like, that doesn't feel like it's going to be enough. You're, you're, and you, card, you yeah. sort of referenced uh, the, the teams last night in the home run derby that finished, uh, you know, ahead of the Yankees. Uh, you're talking about Tampa and, and Toronto and Baltimore. Uh, all those teams are ahead of the Yankees, as is Houston, by the way. And the Red Sox are just one game behind the Yankees. <laughs> which, which is incredible. Which is incredible. I mean, uh, most people have written the Red Sox off completely for this season, and they're one game behind the Yankees. Yeah. So if you're writing off Boston, that one game makes that much of a difference. That's and that's uh kicked our ass. And they've kicked our ass this year. I, I don't care how I said it. Yeah. It's the truth. Joe, that's the problem. I mean, this is just like I said. This is a, a they have to. And I've been saying this countless amount of times. They have to take a page out of the New York Giants, and they have to just, I don't know, just I guess overhaul, just throw everything out the window, all the bad karma and the bad garbage, and just throw it out and start fresh and new. Like this is a time right now that both both New York teams, because it's just not working. It's just well, not working. Listen, the Mets, the Mets go in and overspend on on Justin Verlander. You you went out. You're relying on two guys who have had injury problems the past couple of years. I get it, a Hall of Famers, but have dealt with injuries for the past couple of years. You went all in on them, spending huge money on them, the highest payroll in all the sports. And look at where they're both at right now. 
fans of both franchises, the franchise just look in the mirror and just say, it's not working. We, we have to drastically do something because look at these teams right now, like the Texas Rangers. Look at these teams like the Baltimore Orioles, the Miami Marlins, the Cincinnati Reds. Like all these teams are pulling a Houston Astros from the sense of building through the draft. And I get it. They're the Mets and the Yankees. They don't want to do that. That's never been their repertoire, their message. They never wanted to do that. But realistically, paying for all these high-priced guys, go ask the Padres how's that doing. Because right now, they're in fourth place with Xander Bogarts, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, one of the most star-studded lineups in baseball, and they're in fourth place. And this was a team that just went to the NLCS a year ago. Take it away. Whoever wants to take it away, I'm done speaking for now. Uh, so I, w- I want to disagree with something that you just said for a second, because listen, if I'm the Mets, I got to blow it up. You go into the break six games under 500. You are seven games out of the wild card, but you're also in the seventh position. So you've got to you've got to jump five teams to get into that wild card. And I it, look, the Mets could go 36 and 36 the rest of the way. They've got 72 games remaining. That would bring them up to 78 and 84. Wow. Uh, there's no way that I mean, I, I don't see a scenario where the Mets can make the postseason outside of if they play a Well, you know they're not seven, the well, you know the division's already wrapped up. Sure. Listen, they would have to play roughly 700 baseball in the second no, half to get happening. anywhere approaching happening. 90 wins in a in a in a wild card spot. So I no think way, the no Mets way. I would seriously consider making moves in a month and and offloading some of those guys because that's so a team that needs to blow up. You, Look, if you're the Yankees. You, but let me ask you both a quick question. Go ahead. Both of these teams don't make the playoffs. Show Walter's definitely getting fired. Are the Yankees firing Aaron Boone? Are both managers, are they going to, they really, if the Yankees don't make the playoffs. I no, think they are. The Yankees and I, 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 I'll tell you right now, I think the fact that they hired, uh, fired uh, the, the hitting Sean coach. Casey. Sean Casey. Uh, I think that, tell, look, the Yankees haven't done that uh, in what, 20, Cashman's never done. He's best friends never with, fired a coach during the season ever. His best during friends his with Boone too. That's that. Yeah, they I were think played that, on Cincinnati Reds. That yeah. tells you that uh, this this franchise is definitely changing the way they're going to go about things going forward. They have to. And so, yeah, I think if Aaron Boone misses the postseason, I think he's out. I mean, that's what is a year six. See, I yeah. could, I could see is it year six and not one. I could see well, them not even him not, and making screw, very internal changes. Screw that, but it doesn't change anything. This is like what the Giants did with Gettleman Ch- firing their coach, keeping Gettleman. It was a bigger overall problem. They did had to go outside Cashman the box. Said? Look what the Giants do after the first season. They go completely outside the franchise. What do they do? They go get a baseball. Or they go get Joe Shane, and then they go get Brian Dable. And look, they made the playoffs. The New York Yankees got to do the same thing. They knew Ka- do Cashman was talking about them hearing some new voices and maybe that that would help. And so that tells me that, yeah, Aaron Boone's in trouble here if if they don't make the postseason. It's at least a discussion. It's got to be. It's got to be. I could use them. I could use them as a discussion if Judge doesn't come back at all. Well, if we had Judge, you know what I mean? And God forbid someone else, could, like, the, he can use the excuses. Like, give me a season of health. Look what I can do when this team is healthy. I can win 100 games. But it's been the overall same thing. I get it, Aaron Jones. He'll come back. He'll change it up. But it's always been the same thing for the past six years. 
are we talking about Boone if if Stan has more than seven home runs and hits and hits the ball? Can Rizzo get a home run? Can DJ get any hit? He's striking out more than any time in his career. All the guys that we have we have kind of built our core on. They're uh-huh. all shitting the bed, bro. I know the wording is probably bad use. They're playing like crap, bro. They are not playing good baseball. They're not hitting the ball well. They're not playing good defense. Honestly, the only thing that's kind of keeping us afloat with the life raft is pitching. And it's hard to really say that because we've seen such debacles. We've seen a 14-1 score. Well, we're you mean you mean specifically Garrett Cole. We've seen we've seen Nestor have a five, like six, three ERA for the first two and a half, three months and been out. You know, you just got Rodellin back. Okay. So hopefully like me, Joe and us, when we talked about like two, three weeks ago, when we talked about it, hopefully Rodellin comes back to somewhat of the guy that was last year. All right. Now you're talking about one and two A's that can carry a team. All right. That's, I don't know if anyone in that division has two better pitchers, one and two. God forbid Severino gets anything better. I mean, that's another race. At one time he was our race, bro. Then you're perfect talking Nestor. Hold on. Then you're talking Nestor. Then you're talking Herman, who's got a perfect game, just had a one hitter. If you put that all together with Schmidt, with the guys that are already, you're only going to strengthen the bullpen. You're going to, they'll probably, Schmidt will go to that long relief where Romero Mendoza used to be. Now you're only strengthening your pitching staff. The bullpen will be better. You'll be able to extend guys, use guys in better situations. And then, like we would say, it comes down to hitting. We got to score runs. Got to score runs. You know what I mean? whoever's in the lineup, it doesn't matter. We can't use judge and excuse because I think we've kind of beat the point of one guy doesn't win, win baseball games. Teddy, if you would have told me before the season started that Rondon would have made one start, Nestor would miss most of the first half. Um, Severino would be a disaster. Seven era, yeah. uh, right. If you told me judge is going to miss most of the season, Stanton will miss a bunch of time. Donaldson will miss a bunch of time. Hicks will be so bad we finally cut him. <laughs> if you told me all those things happen, but we'll also be 49 and 42 at the break, I would be like, okay. Well, that's, that, that. that's the thing I think, you know, I think we were trying to get, all get at, and if we're just trying to have a Yankee discussion, just in generalization and kind of do like a midseason report, that's what's kind of blasphemy and crazy in my mind is, as much as I feel like every time we go on the show, all we talk is negative Nancy about the Yankees, they're still right there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like a one That's what I'm saying. Week. You know, Trev's idea of like blowing it up, it's like, well, this they're not the right in the mix. I mean, you yeah. could make the argument you got to blow up a whole bunch of these teams that are underperforming. You're not doing yeah. that. That doesn't I make sense. The Yankees, like we said, if the players that are currently constructed on this team can figure it out, Yo, and you get and get it together, don't worry about it. It's usually me, so I'm glad no, it's you. No, on. listen, just yo, no joke. Yesterday, Joe, I'll get when well, then we'll go back into hold on because all right, finish your point. I just want to finish this and then you get into the discussion. And then no, yeah, go ahead, Facebook go ahead. Live. So, Trev, what I was saying is like a kind of synopsis like, as much as we kind of bash the Yankees, I feel like every time all we do is talk Yankees, and when we do talk about the Yankees, it's most of a negative thing, right? We're either bashing boom, we're talking about the hitting, a pitch, and something. And once in a while, we, you know, we then you kind of blast me and Joe, like, ah, we, we jumped off the Yankees bandwagon, and then they get hot and they're like, oh, I told you so, because baseball's such a long season. But if you look at it this way, a one good week where, like, that week when you talked about when Judge came back and we had a roll, right? Or the week where we won, like, against Chicago, White Sox, and you won a couple, like, five, six, seven games, you're like, oh, we're right there, right? You were, we're second and third. We could jump Baltimore. We're probably not going to win the division. We probably could finish within that one or two spot in the wild card. You're like, all right, this is not a team to blow it up. 
right? Because you're, you, we are one week away from being like, I just looked at the standings. Red Sox are eight and two in their last 10. All right. Yeah. They just went from, you know, whatever, halfway out, out of the playoff race. Where now, if you're a Boston fan, you're like, dude, we got, we're another like couple weeks. We play the Yankees a couple more times. We're jumping the Yankees. Yankees are in last place. We're buyers. And we're, and we're, we're buyers yeah, at the deadline now. So, you look at it, and you, like Joe said, I think Joe put it there. When you look at all the situations, DJ's probably had his worst career or season in his career. And I'm not going to go through his whole career, but as a Yankees, he's had his worst season. Stanton's got seven home runs, batting like whatever, two here. Donaldson's probably having his worst career. Rizzo, what's he got? No home runs in the last two months? So yeah, Rizzo you hasn't had a home run since Cincinnati. Like Joe said, Nestor's out for two months. Rendon hasn't pitched, only pitched one time. Severino has a year rate of seven. Bullpen's been shaky. You know, Glaber's, you know, one week he's great. Next minute you want to fire him. So it's like when you put it all together, the think, the think, think about this. And when, we, and we, when you kind of laugh about the Mets, you think about how this Yankee season is gone. We're still seven games above 500 and we're still in that wild card position where you think we were, you think we were really the Mets. We're 18 and a half out of the division, 12 out of the wild card. And like, we have no chance. Well, that's we still the thing. Chance. And that's, that's what's crazy. Is that's considering thing, our division is. All above 500, all have uh, winning records, all have plus run differential. But Ted, that's the, that's where you're wrong right there, is that we would be, you would think we're the Mets. The Mets? But we're just, not the Mets. That, but we're listen, right there. I, I know, but listen, it's like very similar with the Jets. There's a reason why these franchises haven't won, and, and the Jets yeah, it hasn't give, been since 19, the and 1969, the and the Mets, but the Yankees. Whenever we become the team that we're just satisfied being seven games over 500, where you're just like, yeah, this I'm ha- I'm satisfied. This is it. And you also made a point before. My computer literally just restarted as I was about to speak. No joke. It just went. Oh, we caught we caught a problem. We got to restart. I'm like, yesterday we tried to do a Facebook live and it took forever because Facebook typical Mark Zuckerberg's getting scared of Elon Musk. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was gonna say is, you said Luis Severino. You're hoping he gets back to ace stuff. That's the thing. He's not getting ever back yeah, to that. We're, we're still we we are still living and and we're seeing that it's 2018 again. That was the highest of highs we're going to get with the New York Yankees right now. That 100 win team we thought that they were going to compete with the Red Sox for a World Series that year, and they got beat. And Aaron Boone has been making bonehead decisions, like when he took out his boy Joe's boy Miguel Andujar because he wanted to play defense. He wanted to think smart defensively, and I get it. It's been been it's been literally in front of us on a silver freaking platter of the same old story for the New York Yankees in this franchise. That's why I'm not surprised by the Mets. I'm stunned that the Mets are this bad. Like they're this bad because of the sense of what they went out for. That Cohen has been, oh, I want to build, I want to buy my way a championship. I'm stunned that the Mets are actually seven games over under 500. The Yankees, I'm not because it's been the same old story since 2018, Joe. Listen, I I get what you're saying. Uh, I don't think anybody you you are suggesting maybe we're happy with the way things are. We're not. But uh, again, like Teddy was saying, and and, and what we were saying while you're gone is you look at all the issues the Yankees are dealing with and the fact that they're seven games over 500 and the fact that they're still in the thick of things. It's not a great spot to be in, Mm -hmm. but. They could also be seven games under 500 and they could be 15 games out of the wild card. And we'd be having a much different conversation right now. And we'd be right. So here's the problem to me going forward. Second half 
And this is what I said to you a few weeks ago. And they went on that little mini run and they looked like they were turning things around. I don't see it happening again. And if, if, and if it is, it's another week or two. I don't see them sustaining three months worth of high quality baseball where you're jumping Baltimore and you're jumping Toronto and you're, you're jumping Houston or I don't see how that's going to happen. Seattle. It's, but the whole season has just been like this. It's been a roller uh, this, coaster. It's unless been it's, the Yankees go out and and you're gonna, they need an make a outfielder. splash. They make need a splash. A, they need to get somebody in the in the vein of of if you go back to '99, the David Justice trade, one of the best trades the, the Yankees ever made. So uh, who is that? What is so, that move, so Joe? I, I don't know who it is, and I don't know what you're gonna give away to get it. But they need something of that magnitude because this oh. offense is terrible. And even when Judge comes back, they're still gonna need a Robin to his Batman. And who is that? You could hope it's Stanton. I watched Stanton hit two it's, bombs it's Bader. on Saturday. It's Bader. It's Bader. It, maybe it's Bader. Bader's That's- a heat. Bader could go on a run and get super hot. I just. To me, this they need another outfielder running. Uh, Kiner Falefra has been fantastic lately. Uh, yeah, but he's uh, a new Cabrera hasn't really hit. The defense has been there. You need a real outfielder. And unfortunately, Aaron Hicks is no longer available. Um, Joe, you know, Joe, you know who? You know, I sent Trevor a thing yesterday. And you know how Yankees love guys, fathers, or people who had former connections to the Yankees. Some guy, I believe he's on the Cubs. Lefty. Oh, played the for Bellinger? the Dodgers. Clay's kid, Mr. C. Bell, baby. Can play any can play any of the three outfield positions. Bless you. Um got a a cannon for an arm as a defensive guy. Can play left field, play center, can play right field. He's athletic. He's a lefty at bat. He's having a pretty good season. I know it's only a a three-month rental, so you might not be able to have to give up as much as you would for, say, someone who's got more years on the on the books. But you know, it's you know, like the Clay Bellinger was a, a vital piece to the Yankees as a utility facet, similar to what IKF can be for the Yankees. Um, and know, he wouldn't Bellinger. be too expensive. So it Whereas be too expensive. if you did so have to go after a Soto, like Ted, like you said, yeah. it's going to be too expensive to go yeah, after Yeah, I mean, Soto. here's the thing. For the and Padres, for a rental, if, possibly. I mean, for like Soto, you know, if you're the Padres, that's – listen, you can get you can get the – take it now where his value is at high – I mean, I don't know what you do with the Padres. I don't care what the Padres do. I'm worried about the Yankees. I think the pitching could be fine, all right? Now that you got Rodon back, now the guys can move around. I think the pitching will be fine, especially if Nestor comes back. Now, you, listen, you just you just added, like, two all-star pitchers to a lineup. Now, the only hope I can look at is opposite seasons. Go back to last season. We started really good up until also break, and then we kind of faded. Maybe we can have that opposite trajectory where, like, hey, listen, ahead. We can't play as bad as we had in the first half, and the and the injuries and things that have occurred can't continue. Something has like a yin and a yang. Something has to come our way. You're- so I know the judge factor is huge, but maybe getting those two pitchers back, maybe making a move like yes. a Bellinger and getting those two aces, maybe we can ride a streak. Get hot late in August. Judge comes back late August. Gets healthy enough in September. Yankees get on somewhat of a roll. Doesn't have to be great. Just something to get in the playoffs. And then you know this as a baseball fan. As much as the better teams win in a long series, if you got a Cole and Rendon and Nestor in your first three, your first three guys going in, and then God forbid the Yankee lineup is hitting, 
you got a good chance of doing something in the playoffs. Will it happen? We won't know until it happens, and we won't know if they make the playoffs. But at least there is hope going forward, whereas we started the conversation and we always joke about it because it's like the redheaded stepchild. We joke about the Mets. They don't have any hope. And I don't know as a Mets fan where you can look at positivity because if it doesn't go this year, your two starting aces, they're not getting younger. They get they're gonna older. Reti- they're going to retire soon. So, you know, like, and you start playing that game, you're like, damn, we went all in. And this, we might really have to blow this whole thing up and start fresh. And, I, you know, I don't want to look at, as a Met fan and feel bad for those guys. You know, you want them success. I don't. I don't feel bad for Met or Jet fans because they talk too much and they haven't done shit. I don't hear any Met fans talk, so I don't know what Met fans you oh, know. Oh, Mets fans are very obnoxious. Yankee no fans reason. are the worst, though. Let's Yankee, be honest. Yankee fans have got to be the most obnoxious fans. Philly, and we can say, fans. Listen, Philly but we can say that because we're Yankee fans. Some yeah, of the, but, not, a, but not delusional like Mets no. fans. Well, except Met, for Mets trade. fans are more – Let's trade Donaldson, you know. And yeah. Like, yeah that, that, no, that's just, that's just stupidity. Yeah. Uh, Mets fans are, are like Cowboys fans. They, no, they they're, always, no, they're Jeff. No, they're Jeff they fans. Always overvalue their team. They so always. So what's that Disney song? He's got high hopes. He's yes, got, there you from go. A goofy, from a goofy movie. He's got high hopes. The problem with Yankee fans is we're never realistic and we don't appreciate what we have when we have it. And until we're sore it's losers. We but the, yes. but Joe, you just said it best. Doesn't that start from the top? Yeah, like Cashman and yeah, Boone. but I don't we, think we, I don't think that, that organization the has 90s. the same mindset, Trev, as Yankee fans. Because if they out. did, when they interview now, listen, maybe this is a new era, Trev. We just talked about the Pat Fitzgerald thing, but we live in a new era, or maybe we live in an era where we can't we can't punish our kid, we can't spank him on the ass, we can't call out our players because they might pout and cry and want to quit. So well, that's what you're we live in a different world. So maybe we don't have we, don't, we can't live in a world where George Steinbrenner is going to come down the thing and say, "Joe, you suck. If you play like that again tomorrow, we're firing you." I will come in the thing and say, "You're done." Well, first we'll of all, me and Joe would me and Joe wouldn't be on the Yankees right now because we have beards. That's hilarious. I <laughs> look, by the way, by the way, the Yankees from 1981 until 1995. Where George Steinbrenner was at his most erratic, they were awful. Yes. So for all those, well, if George was here, well, if George was here, things didn't go great when George was here. So it wasn't until he hired right now. It wasn't until he hired that guy. I'm drawing a blank. Gene Michael. It was Gene Michael, and it was literally when he was suspended from baseball that Gene Michael put everything in motion to make the dynasty of the late 90s happen. So let's be clear. all those guys. Everybody loves George, but let's be honest. George Steinbrenner's style was a failure in the 80s as well. So Gene was the master behind it all. He was like big businesses. The boss gets the credit, but all the people that are under making all the decisions, buying the stock, doing the the, the heavy lifting are the ones that really should be getting the credit. There's a reason the Yankees fired Buck Showalter in 1995 when they finally got to the postseason. So again, the idea of the retread Buck, that was going to be a terrible idea. The Mets should have seen that coming a mile away. He does do Uh, well in the first couple seasons though. Of course he does because you know what happens? He teaches fundamentals. And when you're playing good fundamental baseball, things are going to get a little bit better. The problem is, is you're talented enough or you're good enough to take it next level. And they're not. 
and neither was Baltimore and neither was Texas when he was there. That's what Buck keeps running into is he can get you to play better baseball because he's pushing fundamentals. He wants you, you to play over clean. The, the, the next Getting is, over the hump, that's where you need the Joe Torrey to come in. It is fascinating that a year ago, people in Queens absolutely adored Buck Walter. Now they want his head and get him yeah, out. Think about where we were they want year. him out. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, Teddy, a year ago, I was on here trying to figure out what the right second half for the Yankees was going to be. We ended up nailing it uh, almost to a T, wins and losses. Uh, and 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 they, they, I remember saying, like, they need to play 650 in the second half. You know, it's going to be tough. To- Here's what the record has to be. And then they went out and they did that. I well, don't that, know. Yeah. I don't know if this team's got enough firepower. And and again, because of how good Baltimore and Toronto and Tampa are, Boston's right up your butt. You mentioned Texas. The Angels are quickly finding their, their way to irrelevancy, which is nice. But Houston's still you a good see team. Seattle maybe getting hot. I mean, Seattle, they're a team that's right? underperformed. They're, yeah. Listen, they're no. a team that's underperformed. They made the playoffs there. They could be a team. Listen, you know this. In one good week in baseball, 7-3, you go from three games behind to one game up. So, And that's all it takes. Really, it's one good week. We saw it with the Yankees. Yeah, one week, should, one week they could go six and zero. The next week they, they play, yeah. they play great baseball, and we're like, oh my god, this team's we're coming, we're coming well, for the crown. And next let's hope that they go right, start off and get up to ten games over five hundred because they go to Colorado, who's been awful. But it? I won't get my hopes up because they did just struggle in Oakland too. Yeah, but listen, also, what a, listen, what a what a great opportunity that's ahead of this team. Where yeah, yes. I mean, yes. you can you should be able to go out there and 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 get three good wins. Mm-hmm. Um and and get the second half started right. You're, you're gonna have and again, like you just said, you can't lose to the Cubs. You can't lose a series to the Cubs. You can't lose a series to the Cardinals. You you no. the, they've got us. They've got to win series, especially against shelled, that team. Though. They're losing by four, and, fourteen to yes, one. Like, embarrassing losses to yeah. teams that are not very competitive. Again, to me, that speaks to management. I don't think they're going to fire Boone in season, but I think the firing of, of Lawton spoke very much to the fact that they think these guys need different hey, voices in that dugout. And, I just think he was that, a scapegoat. Right. So, sure, the, but listen, when, problem. The season, when the season ends, ultimately one guy's going to be held accountable in that locker room. And it's not yeah. going to be Brian Cashman because it never is. It's going to fall on Aaron Boone. And if this team fails, and now listen, if they keep it close, it goes right down to the wire. Maybe they miss it by, by a game. Again, a judge wasn't around, don't, whatever. Like Ted said, maybe you would. But if this team fails, I mean miserably fails, and they finish five or six games out, maybe by the middle of September, it's over. He's out when the season's has, done. Has to be he done. will be out by October the 1st. He'll be a goner. Trap. So he's he. This team does yeah. have to make the postseason or be damn close. Or yeah. I I think Aaron Boone ultimately will be yeah. the final scapegoat, and then you start a new. Hey. Cashman doesn't Ted, care. Ted's, Joe, about, Joe, to go, I, Ted's Joe, about to go like Krakatoa right now. He's right. He's no, I was just gonna say I agree on that part. I was just gonna I was gonna make two statements. I was gonna feed off of Joe's and just kind of put a little exclamation point. Is if Judge doesn't come back or doesn't come back till late September and they miss out. They'll use that as an excuse of why they didn't make the playoffs, especially if they're mm-hmm. close. So that would be a reason why they would hold, hold on to Boone. Doesn't mean they'll make ultimate decisions and cha- big changes in this team, but I think that would be the excuse to hold Boone. 
and I do agree with Joe, if they fail miserably and whatnot, then I think managerial change, change of mouth, change of voice, change of anything, scenery would be good. Now, and all I was going to finish off with is this. If you look at the rest of July, right, the rest of the second half of the season, they have three at Colorado. Should be winnable games. It's Radon, Schmidt, and Cole going to pitch the three games. No, those Should win those straight, but there's no such thing as winning in baseball. Then you're at the Angels. Big series. Like to take another two out of three right there. Then you're home at three against Kansas City. If you and then you got two against the Mets, and then you finish off with three the last month of this uh, season or the month of uh, July and against Baltimore. But you're looking at it. I said the Rockies. I said the Angels. I said Kansas City, and I said the Mets. If you can't take care of business the month of July, you'll know when we have a conversation August, August 1st, 1st Yep. that if this Yankee team is going to make a run mm-hmm. or they're going to – like, I mean, when I say well, don't run, forget, that's, the, tra- that's the trade deadline. They'll, they'll make the a splash by August 1st or they won't be making a splash and this team won't make it. Because if you can't take two or three out of against Kansas City and, and the Royals and, and the Rockies, at least two out of three. You got to win a series. That's what the guys always talk about. Win a series. Two out of three. Mm-hmm. That's 660 baseball. Win two out of three every series. Take care of the Mets. Put them out of their misery. We'll see what happens. Because then August starts, it goes to Tampa. And then you know it's going to be a Tampa, Boston, Baltimore, t- Toronto the last month of the way. So, so we're done I with, think, we're we'll, done know, with I the think Mets. we'll have our answers by August 1st. So the Mets, are their season looks like is a lost season, a failed season. The Yankees are still in question. I'm still sticking to they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to get the wild card. Doesn't mean they're going to ex- ex- go past that. But hey, speaking hey, of. I'll tell you one thing. They better get together in July because go look at their August schedule. Good luck. You want to know what their August schedule is? Nope, because it's not August. Tampa, Houston, Chicago, Atlanta, Miami, Marlins. All top teams. So if you can't figure it out by August 1st. Who, Chicago who? Chicago Cubs or White, White Sox? Sox. White, White Sox. Sox are one of the worst teams in baseball. What are you talking Ask about? Ask the Yankees. How the Yankees do against them last time? Well, they stink against everybody right now. So it. Speaking of all those disappointments, I, it looks like Joe wanted to say something quick. I think the Yankees. the Yankees have to win between 42 and 44 games in the second half, which means losing uh, roughly 26 times in the second so half. So they're going to be like plus 14. They're going to be like plus 14 wins. They're going to have – yeah. I mean, again, you're talking about probably 650, 675 baseball, baseball yeah. the, the whole second half. No, that's the, like two out of three every series. That's two out of three, out of three going the whole rest of the way. And and again, to me, the question mark is going to be, and I and I said this last time, Trev, if if Rodon can really be a number two guy, he looked great in that first start. Yeah. Um, you 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 might be able to pull this off again. You get Nestor back. I know he just started throwing again. Maybe he's back in a couple weeks. Obviously, that five six three year or whatever it is, that's gotta you got to get a handle on that. Severino, if they can get him straightened out, it would be great. Herman, uh, as Teddy pointed out, a couple of decent starts. You know, he's wildly inconsistent, kind of always has been. Again, he's A.J. Burnett. You're either going to get brilliance or you're going to get an absolute disaster. That's pretty much all this guy gives you. And, and again, his last two good starts were he was nearly unhittable. Mm-hmm. And the one start that wasn't good, he got lit up. I mean, mm-hmm. he gave up nine hits in four innings ha- after having not given up any hits in nine innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I, I said to you the other night, I texted you. I was like, he couldn't be any more hittable tonight. Yeah. Uh, for a guy who threw a perfect game to come back and give up nine hits in four innings, it's like, dude, what you're, whatever you were doing last time, go back to that. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, th- this team, this team, I, I, I'm just afraid that they don't have reinforcements coming. And again, maybe a Cody Bellinger would be a nice pickup. But what are you, what are you trading for him? Uh, and I still insist that uh, Esteban Florial that that that's been a huge mistake. I read in all these threads. Every time they bring him up, he doesn't hit. Well, they also don't play him. So how is he going to hit if he's not playing every day? He can't. Let's finish. I, I mean, foolish on this team's part. And I read a great article, by the way, today. I forget where, who it even came from, but they talked about the failure of the baby bombers, talking Sanchez, talking Torres, everybody but Aaron Judge from that group. Yeah. And you keep alluding to the, the 17, 18 Yankees where we thought, wow, we did that fastest rebuild. Uh, none of those guys are performing the way they should. Uh, and yeah. and this team continues to not get the best out of people. You look at uh, Jose Trevino is another great example to me. This guy was an all-star a year ago, playing out of his mind. He He's awful. Mm-hmm. He's been terrible this year. He, defensively, offensively, he's been awful. Obviously, you know, you could – Pick out the Stantons and the and 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 the Donaldsons and 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 LeMahieu. I think in the case, by the way, of LeMahieu and Rizzo, there's foot injuries involved here. Mm-hmm. And these two guys have clearly they're not healthy. They're not right. This is one of those things where when a guy plays through the injury, we're not going to cut him a break for hitting a buck fifty because you're there. You got to be hitting. And and this is especially in the case of DJ can't push off that front foot. It's it's really given him problems, and it's why he's been so terrible. Uh, Rizzo, obviously, before the injury, he said without the shift, he was hitting 310. Yeah. He looked great, got hurt, and he's not been right since. I think that's injury. Maybe these few days will help both of those guys uh, get right. But, uh, again, Glaber Torres shouldn't be a major league second baseman. He has no business being in any infield on any of the 30 teams in major league baseball. He's terrible. Even when he makes a nice play, it still isn't the right way you're supposed to do it. He fundamentally is a terrible second baseman. And anytime you take DJ LeMayhew off of second base to put him, I know he's a super utility guy. You're taking a gold glove winner off of second base and whatever you put in his place is awful. It's not a gold glove worthy thing. You're taking a gold glove second baseman and you're playing him at third. He'll be fine. You don't know that. That's not true. He won't be fine. If he had to play third base every day for the rest of the season, by season's end, we'd be like, DJ sucks at third. Yes, because he's not a natural third baseman. He's a second baseman, a gold glove winning one. So this insistence that Glaber, Glaber should be at second. Uh, LeMayhew could play a little third, a little first. Shut up with that idiotic nonsense. When are people going to, again... Look at the Padres. You got six of the nine guys playing out of position, and people are like, why is San Diego terrible? I don't know. Could it be six of the nine guys are playing out of position? It's hard playing defense in Major League Baseball. People don't understand that. Well, he plays right field. Why can't he play left? Because everything's backwards. That's why. That's why. Because he practices in right field, and you stick him in left, and you're like, wow, why isn't he running everything down? That's not how this works. That's why I think uh, I think we just had a personal record of uh, Joe beating the amount of minutes beating Ted for the longest <laughs> time talking straight without anybody saying anything. So this is a this is I'm a break, this is a breakthrough <laughs> day quickly before we finish, because it is a halfway point. 
other than the Mets, who do you think is the biggest disappointment? And quick, give me one Dodgers. team. Give me one team. Yeah, give me one team each. And then how about a, a surprise? Who would you say? Because there's a hell of a lot of surprises right now. Padres are my dis- Padres are my disappointment. Other than the Mets, and the Mets are easy to pick on. Um, I could say the Cardinals too, but I mean the Padres. I just figure with Soto and, and Bogarts and Tatis coming back, and and J- Blake Snell and Musgrave, and and they brought in Hader, and I'm like in this and that. And I'm like, and they had the playoffs last year, and they beat the Dodgers, and I don't know. Go ahead, Joe. I feel like the Anaheim Angels. They've got the two best players on the planet, and they still suck. No, they don't. Aaron Judge well, is Got off to a great start. And they still follow so the way. They, they got hurt. Rendon's been hurt. That's been oh, awful. but 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 listen. Everybody deals with injuries. Everybody deals with inconsistent pitching and blah bitty blop bitty blop bitty blop. It's the same thing now. Six years in a row with the Angels. Now you know why Cole didn't pick the Angels over. There you go. Oh, thank you. Um, but to me, again, they got off to such a great start, and everybody's like, "Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs." No, they're not. Uh, it's still not going to work out. The two best players on the planet, the uh, award winner, the SB award winner. I'm sure Trout's got a bunch of those trophies, and it gets them dick is what it gets them. <laughs> so another lousy season for Anaheim. Trade Otani to the Yankees now. Oh, Just God. do it. There we go. There we Just go. do it. It's where he wants to be. Who's the biggest surprise to you? Diamondbacks. The Brewers. Really? You think the Brewers? Yes. Oh, dude, I, I think the Brewers are probably going to win the National League. Or the Brewers or, it's, or the, the Wait, the, the Brewers? They're not beating the Braves. Oh, I think they will. No. No. I think they will. The Braves are nasty right now. The Braves no. are definitely nasty. The Brewers are a grindy team. They've been knocking on the door the last couple of years. I think their pitching, assuming they get Brandon Woodruff back, their pitching is as good, maybe better than Atlanta's. Nah, I don't know about that because Max Fried hasn't pitched all season. And neither is Kyle Wright. And they're both Believe coming off. And they'll be Max Fried's on my fantasy teams. Yes, I'm, I'm waiting. Don't you I sweat know. it. And, and Kyle Wright, it'll be coming back too. And they're both and they won 60 games. They've hit 26 home know. runs straight in a, in a game. They're, they're very good, but they're they're winning a lot. They're scoring a lot. They have the know. best player. They have the best player in the NL. He's pretty good. <laughs> He's pretty Okuna. good. Yeah. Again, their whole offense is nerd. Their whole infield. Yeah, you are. Like Bullshit! You're such a their liar. Whole team made the, their whole team made the All Star. And game. did you hear what Joe, Joe? You just said you're not a Statner, Joe. You use freaking no, baseball reference for every. Remember your oh, dude, Gary yeah, Sanchez listen, argument? Uh, Joe, if Ronald anyone should Acuna be Junior, it, this guy may end up having the greatest season of all time. Yeah, he's having. And, and what is he? Twenty four for crying out loud, Jesus! Uh, yeah, no, I, I'd say the Reds or the Diamondbacks. How about surprise. the? How about the, does anybody see what the Marlins are doing? If it wasn't yeah, for the bro. friend, they're they're fourteen games over five hundred. The Texas yeah, Rangers, they're they're thirteen. They're I mean both teams, good for them. They've been awful for some time, and both teams are probably going to make the playoffs. The Reds. Why can't the Yankees find a guy like Ellie De La Cruz? That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, we have one of the minor leagues. Uh, his name is Esteban Florio, and we never Stop. gave him a shot. Stop we have it. another guy named Jason Dominguez, and we're going to sit on him for the next five years, too, until he's also irrelevant. Again, listen, nobody uh, – Juan Soto was a talented prospect, <laughs> right? Ted, he's going off on a rant. Yeah, I'm saying, he was a talented prospect, and they were like, hey, let's see how this kid does. And he turned into a superstar. Ronald Lacuna Jr., same was he, 19 when they brought him up? Same thing. Let's see what this kid's got. 
You let them play. They either sink or swim. We don't do that. We bring you up to the major league roster for four days. We don't ever play you. And we're like, he doesn't hit. Look at all the great players. Harper. For the Pirates. You got to bring the young guys up and let them sink or swim. The uh, if they, the if Pirates, they sink, then, then they were no uh, good. No, O'Ne- oh, no. what's his name? His name O'Neal is Cruz. Cruz. O'Neal Cruz. No, it's, O'Neal yeah, but he's Cruz. out. He's he was out for the year yeah, this year. What's Ted trying? What are you trying to show off your pipes or something with your guns or something? Um, just waiting for you to finish, bro. Joe was the one that had the floor. I wasn't saying anything. All right, I'm done. I got nothing else. I've said all I need. <laughs> does, to any, say. does anybody got a change for series? Yeah, I'll see you next Tuesday when we talk about if Saquon got signed by the Giants or if he's going to sit out for the we season. Are, we are six days away. Either he's going to be playing under a $10 million franchise tag, he's going to be extended for the Giants' future, or he will be sitting out and pulling a Le'Veon Bell. I wouldn't do that, Saquon. Just I think they're going to pony up. No. I have a no. feeling they're going to pony up on this guy. Four-year deal for like. What's your, what, what, do you, they did on Daniel Jones. Do you guys have a change? Well, he won a 47. He settled for 40. So I don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a minute. I don't think that guy would have had the balls to walk into Joe Shane's office and be like, I want 47 million. That's how good I am. <laughs> I don't believe that. I think the the Giants offered the, the that, that deal at the 40 million because that's what quarterbacks are getting. That's the average now. I don't think that dude went in there making any sort of demands. I, I I don't buy that for a minute. And if that's true, then he's completely delusional, and the Giants are going to go two and fifteen this year. Wow. wow! I don't believe any of that because I I don't believe that that's true. I also read a comment yesterday on Threads, that new social media site, where where there's a comment from Daniel Jones. It says, "I don't think minorities should be allowed to vote." <laughs> I saw. I think you I'm sent like, that what? to me. Yeah, yeah it's like, a fake. What? Oh, of course it's, it's a, a fake. fake. I think that I think that's more real though than him asking for forty-seven million. Damn, Joe, is that how yeah. highly we think of our quarterback? Yes, nothing wrong with that. What? <laughs> what? I think you mean asking for forty-seven million. Yes, forty-seven assume. million, Ted. I'm gonna. I'm yeah, gonna that's what I meant. Forty-seven million. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. He's I'm out hoping of his mind. <laughs> I thought he was out of his mind when he asked for forty million. Again, I don't think he asked for 40. I just think that's the market value. I think he did because when you go into negotiations, you ask for the moon or the stars and you, you settle somewhere. So if he said, give me 47. The Giants are like at 35. They met at 40. If that guy came into my office and said, I want 47 million, I'd have been like, I'll give you 47 million for five years. But also, don't I uh, know not for five Spread years out over that time nine million a year. That's about listen, all you're worth. Listen, his agent's always going to do their do their due diligence, try to make as much as I mean, listen, Derek Carr have the best well, agent don't, in sports. Don't, well, don't forget, he left his old agency and went to a new one. Athletes first, yes, he did well. I know New York fans are just drooling for football season because right now it has not been pretty. In the Big Apple, right? Ninety-three now, days small. until hockey season starts. Nine Sundays until Dallas and the New York Giants start off. God, can we go one and zero? Can we can we start one and zero? Wouldn't that be amazing? Bye, I love how I love how we start. We got it. Hold on, Ted. We're on, we're leaving, Ted. I promise. Trevor, I love how we. I know, Ted. I know you got a time limit. I love how we got to say it would be amazing if we could beat Dallas. It's been just that long. Ladies and gentlemen, we are keys to the city. Enjoy the All Star Game tonight. It should be fun. Can't wait for it. And we'll be back next week talking Saquon Barkley. We are Keys to the City. Check us out on all social media platforms. We are out. You are now in tune to the Keys to the City podcast.